Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Lawmaster Program. The AVB's predictions regarding the coming of the Lord God are fulfilled in the man, Tommy L. Hart. This is big, big news. The Bible's Lord God has come as predicted. But not only has the Lord God come, he has also come forward and revealed himself. He has told the people his name in compliance with Psalm 94, 1, and John 7, 4. Having performed the works that the Bible ascribes to God, the man Tommy L. Hart fills the bill for God. It is reported by those who know him best. He has done all things well. Let's hear from the Lord God, Tommy L. Hart. Part 3, Plato's Apology on exhibition. Plato says this to at the beginning of his apology dialogue. He says, I would ask you not to be surprised at this and not to interrupt me. Then to at the midway section of the dialogue, he says this, and I must remind you that you are not to interrupt me. He tags this onto it, saying, and no one will interfere with you. The main things, the main things are those two statements where Plato says, do not interrupt him. Because he said it twice, it, it caught my attention. Later on, I thought about it. I said, Plato must have been saying that to me. He wants me to do an exhibition without interrupting him. In other words, without me commenting on the matter. So, I will do my best in this episode to do that, to obey Plato's instruction saying, do not interrupt me. Keep in mind, I said I'll do my best. It seems simple, but it may not be that easy to do. So with that being said, I begin. Now, I want, but I do want you to do this. Listen to it. Listen to this and see if you can determine why Plato has given that imperative 
Yes. Why? That's the question. So I begin. Be upon your guard and not to let yourselves be deceived. The force of truth. They have hardly uttered a word of truth. Hear from me the whole truth. Grant me one favor. Hear me. I would have you regard me. That, I think, is not an unfair request. Think only of the justice of my cause and heed to that. Let the judge decide justly and the speaker speak truly. But far from, but far more dangerous are these who began when you were children and took possession of your minds with their falsehoods. They are the circulators of this rumor. For there was none to answer. Examine them and examine when there is no one who answers. And I hope I may succeed if this be well for you and me and that my words may find favor with you. But I know that to accomplish this is not easy. Let the event be as God wills. Sum up their words. Very many of those here present are witnesses to the truth. Speak then, you who have heard me, and tell your neighbors, Speak, Lord. You hear their answer. And from what they say of this, you will be able to judge the rest. If a man is able to teach, I honor him for being paid. Able to persuade. Is there anyone? There is, he said. Who is he, said I, and of what country? I hope that you will see the propriety. You heard. A curious person who searches into things, and he teaches, and that is 
what you have seen. He is the man. For there must have been something strange which you have been doing. All this great fame and talk about you would never have arisen if you had been like other men. Tell us then why this is. I declare that I will tell you the entire truth. The persons of whom I was speaking have a supernatural wisdom, which I may fail to describe. I will refer you to a witness who is worthy of credit and will tell you about my wisdom. For the word which I will speak is not mine. He asked the oracle to tell him whether there was anyone wiser than I, and the Pythian prophetess answered that there was no man wiser, and yet he is a god and cannot lie, that would be against his nature. Necessity was laid upon me, the word of God. I thought ought to be considered first. I must tell you the truth. I endured only to find at last the oracle irrefutable. You will be detected. Will you believe me? <coughs> God only is wise. And so I go my way, obedient to the God, and make inquisition. This occupation quite absorbs me. I am in utter poverty by reason of my devotion to the God. Why? What evil does he practice or teach? They do not like to confess that their pretense of knowledge has been detected, which is the truth. And this is the truth and the whole truth. 
I have concealed nothing. And yet I know that this plainness of speech makes them hate me. And what is their hatred but a proof that I am speaking the truth? Speak. Observe. Speak up, friend, and tell us. I want to know who the person is. Of whom are we speaking? Tell me. There is no man who ever did. And this is a true saying. The persons of whom I was speaking have a superhuman wisdom which I may fail to describe. Confirm the truth. I heard the answer. Find a man. The wisdom of men. Answer. What do you mean to say? By the goddess here, that is good news. The law requires you to answer. A man who is good for anything ought not to calculate the chance of living or dying he ought only to consider whether in doing anything he is doing right or wrong, acting the part of a good man or of a bad. For wherever a man's place is, whether the place which he has chosen or that in which he has been placed by a commander, there he ought to remain in the hour of danger. I might justly be arraigned in court for denying the existence of the gods. I shall obey God rather than you. And while I have life and strength, I shall never cease from the practice and teaching of philosophy, wisdom, and truth, and the greatest improvement of the soul. For this is the commandment of God. And I believe that to this day, no greater good has ever happened in the state than my service to the God. For I do nothing 
but go about persuading you all, old and young alike, not to take thought for your persons and your properties, but first and chiefly to care about the greatest improvement of the soul. God orders me to fulfill the philosopher's mission of searching into myself and other men. You may not sin against the God, and that I am given to you by God is proved by this, that if I had been like other men, I should not have neglected all my own concerns or patiently seen the neglect of them during all these years and have been yours, coming to you individually like a father or elder brother, exhorting you to regard virtue. This, I say, would not be like human nature. And I have a witness of the truth of what I say. My poverty is a sufficient witness. I say this. We now know And don't be offended at my telling you the truth, for the truth is that no man who goes to war with you or any other multitude honestly struggling against the commission of unrighteousness and wrong in the state will save his life, he who will really fight for the right. And I gave my voice, I gave my vote against you. And this is a duty which the God has imposed upon me. And know that I am speaking the truth. I am pursuing my mission. For the sake of of truth and justice. My friend, I am a man. And like other men, a creature of flesh and blood and not of wood or stone, as Homer says. For I do believe that there are gods, and in a far higher sense, and to you and to God, I commit my cause to be determined by you as best for you and me. He must look to himself and seek virtue and wisdom. And that should be the order which he observes 
in all his actions. A poor man who is your benefactor, who desires leisure, that he may instruct you. I am in want, and he has enough. I give you the reality. I believe that I should have convinced you. The time is too short. The life which is unexamined is not worth living. I would like to talk with you about this thing which has happened. Now, if death is like this, I say that to die is gain. The hour of departure has arrived, and we go our ways. I to die, and you to live. Which is better, God only knows. And that's it. Well, I know I made about three mistakes, but for the most part, it went, my rendering of this uh, apology exhibition went well. It went well. Now, the question is this. Why did Plato give that imperative of not interrupting him. I think I know why. Do you? See if your reasoning matches mine. You know, this was the first time I have ever done or given a delivery without any explanation, without any interruptions, a first time. But back back to Plato, why? Why? Why render a reading without interruption of the speaker in the reading? Let me pose a question. Did you get any understanding from the things that I read? And if you did, what understanding is it that you did gather from it? Think about the two episodes, the two preceding episodes, the Apology Exhibition Part 1, and the Apology Exhibition Part 2, in which I interrupted many times for the purpose of clarifying, the purpose of giving an understanding of what's going on 
and how what he says in the apology relates to things in the King James Bible. Because the thing is this, the apology dialogue is closely, strongly, and visibly related or connected to the content of King James Bible. And I said last week, the one complements the other. King James Bible complements things in the dialogue, and things in the dialogue complement things in the King James Bible. They were made to go hand in hand, or they were made to go together, to go together. There's understanding that is given in a dialogue that is not given, say, in the King James Bible, and vice versa. The two are to, let's, let me say it like this, be taught together. If you're on a subject in the Bible, know what Plato has said in the dialogue about that matter. Now, that requires a whole lot of work, okay? That requires a whole lot of work. But. If one did do that, his understanding would be increased. Okay? Why? Because you have two sources. You have the source of the uh, uh, King James Bible, and you have the source of the dialogue or dialogues. Okay? And as I said, they they go hand in hand. They were made to go together. And they belong together. And I have put them in the same category. So what was your reasoning? What was your determination of the matter? Why Plato gave the imperative not to interrupt him? Understanding is important. The King James Bible says, get wisdom, get knowledge, get understanding. Without an explanation and clarification of of those things that I read without interruption, there is no, uh, no understanding. You may understand one statement or maybe another statement or so like that, but you don't get the understanding of what Plato's real intent is. And comparing that with the King, with what the King James Bible says. And all of this makes sense. There are things hidden in the dialogue where a person can read the dialogue not knowing anything about the hidden things in the King James Bible and in the dialogue 
he comes out of it with no understanding. He misses Plato's main intent. His main intent is that the hidden messages be received, be heard, be received, be acted on. That's his main concern. His look, this apology spoke of philosophy. His philosophy. What is Plato's philosophy? What is his mission? What is his mission? What does he say? We know what he said in the in the apology dialogue. What did he say about those things in the King James Bible? So the point is, Plato's point is to read without interrupting the things that are here so the hearer can see what he misses without an explanation or clarification. That's the point. That is the point. There has to be someone knowledgeable of the matter to clarify the matter, whatever the matter may be. His mission, his philosophy, his love, his devotion. Who is God? Who is he spoke of God in the apology? What God is he speaking of? Unless you know or have heard one who fully understands the matter, he has he knows what is in the King James Bible as well as in the dialogue. Without that, you don't get understanding. You come out of it having no understanding at all. And you may even quote his words, but you still have no understanding of the things he's talking about. The King James Bible is the same way. Unless there is someone who knows, you will read the King James Bible without knowledge. When you finish reading and it is all said and done, you have no understanding of the matter. So, I obey to the best of my ability Plato's imperative to not interrupt him. Just like that. If you had not heard me speaking on the matter and you have read or would have read the apology, you just would have read all over his statement not to interrupt him. You would have, when you got to, when you got to it, you would have read it, and you would have pr- probably kept on reading. 
even if, if it was at another time. You just would have you would have missed it. That is written so it may be done. Now, that is written. Plato speaks to God, okay? He speaks to God in the King James Bible. He speaks to God in his dialogues. Now, to know that, you have to be told. And if you haven't been told from a person who is very reliable, in other words, from God, uh, by means of a person who has heard God speak on the matter, you wouldn't know. You would not know. I've said before on Blog Talk Radio that I carry out, I carry out, I fulfill Plato's commandments to the best of my ability. I did not say I fulfill every single one of his commandments. I fulfill the ones I understand. Remember uh, Plato's predictions? And I said, I fulfill Plato's predictions. And I gave evidence of that. Well, there's also evidence of me fulfilling Plato's uh, commandments in Lawmaster Archives. I just fulfilled one in this episode. I read Plato without interrupting him. I fulfilled that commandment. Okay. So you get the point. You get the message. You've heard me read and speak on the Apology on Exhibition. You've heard me deliver the information, the content of the Apology on Exhibition without interruption. You've gotten both. You have both. So my purpose is to clarify Plato's matters. That's my responsibility. That is my duty. I am Plato's clarifier. I am Plato's fulfiller. I fulfill his predictions. I am Plato's servant. I carry out his commandments. I perform his commandments. That's wonderful. Growing in the knowledge of God. That is always being taught by me, even if I don't say it. I had a few episodes on that, you know, with that title. Something like growing in the knowledge of God, increasing in the knowledge of God. That's what it was. But I'm always, when I'm teaching, 
I am in, uh, helping you to increase in your knowledge of God, the true God. The Bible says the only wise God, the living God at this point, the living God, the God of the King James Bible, the God of Plato's Dialogues. I am in that line of gods, in that line of Israelite gods. Notice in the Apology, Plato spoke of the gods. He's talking about the former Israelite gods as well as the present, as well as the present living God. Okay. I am one of the gods. The distinction here is I am the living God at this time, at this point in time. It's wonderful. Wisdom, knowledge, understanding is good. My people are very deficient in the knowledge of King James Bible matter matters. Very deficient deficient. The Israelites, and I've told you who, who the Israelites are, that's in Law Master Archives, very deficient in the knowledge of things concerning God, the true God, the living God at this point. As well as deficient in the knowledge of our former gods, deficient in the matter of Plato. So, this episode, I thought it would be longer. I thought I could do it in 45 minutes, but I did it in much less than 45 minutes. Didn't think it would be an hour, but I thought maybe it might fill the 45 minutes. So that's all right. I am not going to waste your time with because I can talk on and on, okay, because the information is in my head. But that's not the point. I present it to you what I wanted to present. It took a shorter period of time for me to do it. You know, okay. So the best thing for me to do is what? Wrap it up and get off the air. Uh, Sometimes you just don't know how long a thing will go. You know, with the information, you know, that you have on hand that you want to deliver at that particular time. Sometimes you come up short. Sometimes you go over. Most times I go over whatever time I have actually logged in. Okay? But this particular time, not so. It's not the end of the world. <laughs> it is not the end of the world. Okay? I want to remind you to 
follow me on Twitter. Always make Lawmaster Archives your your dwelling place. Get involved in the in the information. Plato spoke of truth. The word truth came up several times in this apology exhibition. Truth. What is the truth that Plato upholds? What is the truth that he teaches? All of those things are good. Good. Plato had strong confidence and faith in the living God at this particular time. He had, the gods had great faith in the present God, the current God. Okay. They had great faith and confidence. And I have done my best to be worthy of that great faith and confidence that they had that they have in me, had in me whichever way, okay? So, now, after we hang up, go to Amazon.com, order Tommy, uh, search for Tommy L. Hart's books on Amazon.com, and make your purchase. Make your purchase. Join me next time.
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.